Welcome to the Beyond Ordinary Women podcast. Every two weeks, we post podcast versions of one of our free training videos, or you can access our videos now at beyondordinarywomen.org. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, I'm Kay Daigle of Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries, and I'd like to welcome you to our video, Why Have a Live Teacher? We know there are great videos out there, so why would you have a live teacher in your church? And I'm joined today for the conversation by Kristen Poole and Susie Hawkins. You can read their bios on our website, and um, I just want to ask them some questions because they are teachers, and they're in a local church, and they have been in churches that had videos. They've been in studies that had videos, and they've been teachers as well, and students as well. So uh, first, Kristen, let me just ask you, let's think about what roles that a teacher plays and by being there that cannot be done by video. What, what are some of the things that a teacher brings to the table in a church that do not happen when there's a video teacher? Yeah, I think that's a, a great question. Uh, the word that I thought when I was thinking about roles was catalyst because um, that person is operating in their spiritual gifts and the people in the congregation know them well and they get to observe them and I feel like it just catalyzes the other women to say, ooh, she's using her gifts. What are my gifts? I can use my gifts. Um, I think a lot of times when you have a video teacher, it just feels so other um, they feel like a celebrity far off, um, and it maybe doesn't challenge you, this ordinary person, to, to step up and lead. But when you've got that person live there in the flesh, it's like a catalyst for knowing who you are, what your gifts are, and, and just, I think, seeing that boldness in that person, for me, has really emboldened me. Well, if so-and-so can do it, I, I, I want to do it, I guess I can. So it's just really energized me in my ministry. Wow, that's great. And that's particularly important, I think, as we think about younger women and those who have not necessarily found their gifting or began mm -hmm. to operate in mm -hmm. that area, that mm -hmm. there is someone there who can let them see that it's ordinary women doing these yes. things. Yes, I think that I've begun to realize there's a lot of us. I, I think with the videos, sometimes it per you perceive there's only very specifically gifted, exceptional people in the world. And we got to find them and bring them in or watch their videos or, um, but you know, our, our congregation doesn't have them. And that's actually a lie. So, you know, we all are part of the body, so we're all equipped and we're all building each other up into maturity. So um, when you're actually there in person, all of a sudden you start to realize like, wow, God gave those extraordinary gifts to each of us. And it just really, I, I feel like it um, just makes the whole church excited about using their gifts and yeah, it's just energizing. I have to admit that honestly, if I had been up against a video when I started teaching, I, I probably would not be teaching today because I would have been so intimidated by someone uh, who, who has 
Well, mm -hmm. someone who's actually able to edit things out right. makes a big difference. Uh, then getting up live in front of people and, and having to live with what you say, you know, is, is, is a whole different thing. Somebody dressing them, somebody, and, and they, they seem so perfect and, you know, like you said. So I have to admit that that would have so intimidated me when I was fearful in the first place and didn't really want to be a leader in the first place. That would have just been the end of it right there. I would yeah. have never attempted it. What about you, Susie? What do you think about when you think about roles that, and what, what those teachers bring to the table when they're right there in the church well, with you? I, of course, agree. Of course, I agree with both of you. Um, I think a teacher that is faithful to her class, her group, whatever you call it, and invests her life in other women is just invaluable. Mm -hmm. Because I think there's something very healthy about having someone teach you and then seeing that woman sitting in church with her family, you know, coming to the prayer group, going to the potluck, whatever it is you're doing, that she's a part of your community. And it can spur a lot of conversations about her lesson, about what she said. It, it fosters relationships. But I also think a live teacher can really address more local issues. You know, not just the big spiritual issues, but in your church or in your community, there's often a lot of things going on. She can use those examples in her teaching. She can bring it home, so to speak. And I just think it is so healthy to have someone like that, even if her teaching skills aren't worthy of a video series. But she's giving you the Word of God, and she loves her women, and she's giving to them. I, I think that is one of the greatest gifts to the church. I really do. I agree. And as I think about it, I, I think about another gift to the church that someone on a video can't do. And that is that she can align her teaching and her illustrations with the ch mission of the church, with the theology of that particular church, with the needs of those particular women, as you said. Um, I think about um, being in a church where I can say, Wow, the pastor talked about this Sunday. I hope y'all heard that because yes. so often I find that my lesson aligns with what the church mm -hmm. is talking about and I can use that as an illustration. I don't have to repeat what was just said by the pastor yes. because we all heard it and I can bring it into the conversation so they can, they can begin to make the connections between what he said and what we're studying in the Bible for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Another really great thing that it allows is that you can deal with very current events. When it's a video, all kinds of things happen in the world very quickly, and you can't deal with those with your group if you're watching a video that was taped two years ago right. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So as you think about it, what kind, of, what kind of role did the church itself play in your beginning to teach? Really just a, a, an encouraging coming alongside kind of a role um, because I think a lot of times when you're young you think well there's got to be someone who can do it better or teach better has more experience and I know for me a lot of times I just kind of hid in the shadows and so it really took um, some people who were in Bible study with me in the church with me kind of saying hey but I think you could do that and just kind of encouraging me along the way 
um, to step up. And I, I love what you said, too, about the idea of, you know, you don't have to be the best teacher. And that that's really true. Um, and even biblically, you know, being able to teach, you want people in leadership who are able to teach. And that doesn't mean that they're the most polished speaker in the entire world. It just means that, you know, they, they understand scripture and they want to present it clearly. And, and then the spirit does all the rest of the work. And so that's been good for me to realize, like, I don't have to be down the road a million years. I don't have to be someone that's like nationally sought after, you know, teaching in the local church is just, um, it's just been about like my sisters kind of coming beside me and just kind of like strengthening me and, and let me go. I agree with Kristen. The local church equips us for the work of the ministry, right? That's what the work of the pastor, the work of the ministry is, equipping church members for the work of the ministry. And by giving people opportunities, um, asking people to share their testimony, for example. Um, I had a woman who, I went to a teaching seminar when I was just starting to teach, and she gave such, Florence Littauer, you probably remember, she was a teacher, extraordinary. But she gave such practical advice, like just know how to give your testimony. Know how to give your testimony, have an outline. If you do a devotional, have one thought. Just, she equipped us for various, the big roles, but the very small ones too. And so I think the church gives you the opportunity and the equipping mm -hmm. to do teaching in the right, exactly the way um, we want to, for it to be. And, and that really brings up the issue of if the church doesn't rise up teachers, is the church doing its job? What verses would you use uh, to talk about the church's responsibility? Hmm. Well, I, yeah, I would say no. And I love the passage in Ephesians, just how we're all built up. We all have a different role in God's using us, building us up into the head, which is Christ. And obviously that has lots of universal ramifications. We're growing together as, as a church until Christ returns. But there's, there's really a lot of local applications to that too, that God's bringing gifts to grow us, to mature us, to be a body that's flourishing. And so, yeah, if you're ignoring uh, the gifts within, then you actually can't come to maturity um, as a body. We talk a lot about that um, when new guests and new members come into our church, like helping them know they are very valuable and we can't, there's actually a piece where we can't mature without them. Like if the Lord's bringing them, we need their gifts. We need to grow up together. So yeah, if we neglect that, we're gonna be ineffective. We're gonna be an immature mm -hmm. local assembly. That's great. Susie, do you want to add anything to that? Well, of course, that's exactly right. And I think, too, and I don't have the exact passage, excuse me, but I, I do think in a church you have different teachers. It's always wise to take in the uh, counsel of Paul. You know, some are Apollo, some are Cephas, some are these teachers, these teachers, but it's all, everybody works together. There should never be a spirit of competition or intimidation. She's better than me. I don't want to say anything. Let her do it. You know, we should really be encouraging everybody to use their gifts in some way, whether it's teaching three-year-olds. Right. Maybe it's getting on the floor and teaching three-year-olds or teaching in VBS or in your youth group. Or It doesn't have to be women's Bible studies. When we talk about teaching, it could be in a variety of ministries. But to really encourage everyone to find a place where they can use, if that's their gift, where they can use it effectively. Well, I hope that this video has been helpful to you. We have other videos available. We're going to keep adding videos about teachers as this video was 
on our website, beyondordinarywomen.org, or I'd love to hear from you if you have questions or you want to ask me a specific question that this conversation has brought to your mind. Give me a call, send me an email. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much. Thank you, Kristen and Susie. Thanks for listening to the Beyond Ordinary Women podcast. You can find more podcasts and information about women in leadership by going to beyondordinarywomen.org. This podcast was produced by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries. Our production team includes Evelyn Babcock, Kay Daigle, Kay Halligan, Deborah Herring, Sharifa Stevens, and John Sparks. Theme music, Back in Stride by Don Miller, used by courtesy of Christine Miller.